The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. It is time to listen to the Biscuit Podcast. It's so delicious. It is full of interviews with Charlotte leaders, makers, and doers. There is so much creative stuff in this town. Hope you're hungry. It's biscuit time. So much more than beaches and mountains so close. Biscuit time. We have banks, but there is a whole lot more here. Please be hungry. It's biscuit time. Pull a seat up beside our fair queen. It is biscuit time. Hey, everybody. It is Tim Miner, and I'm welcoming you to the November 7th batch of the Biscuit Podcast. Now, if you can't tell, I have a huge smile on my face because in just a few minutes, you're going to get to take an audio expedition into the mind and the heart of Jason Houseman. Uh, Matt and I got to interview Jason immediately after he brought the house down on a gathering of 400 Charlotteans at the November meeting of Creative Morning Charlotte. Uh, Jason is as close to music royalty as it gets in this town. He is a composer, musician, producer of award-winning quality and immense talent. But what we really love about him is he is a creative who gives of what he has to others. He loves collaboration, whether it's writing an original score for a Charlotte film or it is finding a young musician in Charlotte and lending them his experience, his opinion, and his ear to truly help them find their sound. Jason gives. He contributes every day to the larger ecosystem of Charlotte's creative community. And that really brings to mind that if you are somebody who listens to this podcast, I know that you're someone who paid very particular attention to the quarter cent sales tax increase ballot measure that was on the ticket on Tuesday, November the 5th. And whether you were for the tax or against it, that's a very complicated issue. You are likely somebody who understands the power that creativity and innovation, arts and culture has on Charlotte as a whole. We may quibble over how to fund it, but I am absolutely certain that if you can hear the sound of my voice, you are somebody that knows that creativity binds people together, it creates understanding, and more importantly almost, it creates opportunity. Creativity, arts, and culture, they're not just something that we do when we're young. It's not just something that we give to children to help them have a wonderful school experience. Creativity is inside absolutely every one of us. It's something that binds us together. It's something we all share in common, right? It's a safe place where we can gather together. So if you were pro-tax, Wednesday morning was probably pretty tough for you. You probably feel a little bit defeated. If you were against the tax, you might be happy that, it, that you don't have a new tax out there, but I'm willing to bet that you're not happy that arts, culture, education, and parks are hurting a little bit. I'm certain that, that you believe and understand that those are not additive. It's not gravy. It's not just something that we add on top of life in Charlotte. It is vital. It's vital to today, and it's absolutely crucial to tomorrow. When people are looking to move to Charlotte or start businesses or families or careers here in the Queen City, they're not just looking for our financial prowess. They're looking for quality of life. 
They're looking for those pockets of vibrance and color and ideas and creativity and wonder that only arts, culture, and creativity can weave. Right? It's not just enough to go to work here. You have to live here, and you have to be happy about it. But that's also presupposing that creativity and business don't go hand in hand, and they absolutely do. For businesses to be successful, they need to pull on the same muscles and the same talents that artists use every day. The other thing, too, is if you are a young person who is looking to start their life and figuring out who you're going to be when you grow up, creativity is an absolutely viable avenue. And if you're somebody who has grown up in a place in Charlotte where perhaps you don't have the resources or the money or the privilege that others do, it is an absolutely viable way for you to pull yourself up. Creativity fuels opportunity. So guys, whichever side of the fence you were on, the tax was only one step. It wasn't going to be the end. You wouldn't just pass a tax and the arts and culture initiatives and the creative initiatives in Charlotte were just going to take care of themselves. We were always going to have to support them in more and more ways. Why? Because it's a good thing to do. In fact, it's a great thing to do. It's a vital thing to do. So all of us that were for it, we just need to dust ourselves off and go back to work, reminding everyone that not only is Charlotte creative, but that creativity is necessary. It's why we're going to be a greater city tomorrow and an even greater city the day after that. The buildings and the bank accounts are wonderful, but they're also fueled by ideas and imagination and creativity. I think that's something everybody can understand. And so one day is not going to make that or break that. If you're somebody who didn't want the tax, I bet you're also somebody who's willing to roll their sleeves up and figure out how we can find new ways to support arts and culture initiatives, support creative endeavors, support entrepreneurs, support innovators, and help them come up with new ways to be sustainable. So you can look at Tuesday as a dark day, or you can look at it as, as, at it as a day. It's one day. Charlotte is creative. It's something that we absolutely believe. Now we have to go and come up with a new way to demonstrate that to the world, to fuel it, to fund it, support it, and show that creative community that it is absolutely critical to the future of this city. Now, Last few pieces of business before we meet Jason. Uh, this podcast and these audio adventures that we take every week around Charlotte's creative community would not be possible without amazing support from our partners, Ortho Carolina, Crescent Communities, and Four Eyes Productions. Andy Go is our hardworking producer, and we are very proud to be a part of the Queen City Podcast Network. And speaking of creativity, the Queen City Podcast Network is the first hyper-local podcast network in the country. That's a brag point. And it's fueled by not only the creativity of the people involved, but the businesses like Ortho that support it. Two more things. This podcast is meant 
to be a weekly adventure deep into the heart of creative life in the Queen City. If you have ideas of people, places, initiatives, and things we need to cover, reach out to us at hello at Charlotte is Creative. We want to know. And secondly, if you love this podcast, please tell other people about it and take a moment to go to the podcast platform of your choice and give us a five-star review. It might seem small or trivial, but it helps other people find us. And it really is something that we appreciate. All right, gang, you've heard from me. Now let's get to know Jason Houseman. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Biscuit CLT podcast, Creative Morning Charlotte edition, right? This is kind of uh, our sub-segment, which is the 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 uh, the episodes where we like to sit down with the most recent speaker at Creative Morning Charlotte and get to know them a little better. Because, you know, it's a luxurious 20 minutes that our speakers get on stage, I say facetiously. So we got we to gotta go deeper with these folks. And, of course, we are so thrilled to be sitting here with Jason Houseman, who is our speaker on the global theme of Lost this morning. I, I would say he was our Sherpa on the global theme of Lost today. I mean, that was just, uh, you know, there's, there is speaking, which is a very a balanced, nuanced art where you, you know, really have planned and, and parsed your words carefully. I think you really spoke from the heart. Uh, I could tell that you had a plan, but that you also called a few audibles along the way. And um, you... Uh, we're the ones that asked you to do it and you took us in some directions I didn't think you would. Um, and so we got lost in your talk in the best way possible. So it was awesome. I, I had to restrain myself from running up on the stage and hugging you at least six or seven <laughs> times because it really resonated with me. Anything about fathers and sons, especially with me and Matt having our fathers in the audience. And that was pretty powerful. Thank you. So before we dive in uh, to some <laughs> sort of follow-up questions to your talk this morning, uh, at Creative Mornings, we're gonna kick things off with a little bit of a uh, Queen City quiz, if oh, you will. God, so yeah, we're gonna wake buckle those, up! Time oh. to wake the gray matter oh, back dude, up again. Right? You are really, you're just, you're it's okay. asking for. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's okay. That's that okay? okay. Because we can handle sixty seconds of I have no idea. But you may be surprised. But if you, but then I'll, maybe I'll get educated. Yeah, th this is that's this right. Is a, this that's is right. A, this is a teachable moment. That's right. It is. It's so for 60 seconds, Tim is going to ask you a series of questions about Charlotte, the 250 years of Charlotte's history thus far. We can pull from anywhere in there. Right? And we'll see how many you get right in, uh, in 60 seconds. Feel free to pass. And feel free to pass to move on uh, to the next one. Can I just pass? No. <laughs> not no, no, a nod at all. No, I mean, you can pass on individual people questions. Are people are going to understand is, how, how much right. of a Yankee I am. I mean, that's okay. It, I got to tell you, if you don't answer some of these questions... I'm driving you directly to the hospital because you might be having. But a I will say some of them, some of them, you know, it's okay if you don't know them. Pass up because not everyone knows. They're all about things. music, though, right? <laughs> None. None. We can make loose ties. Music. What is happening? All right, here? so here we go. Sixty seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Charlotte is in what county? What is the largest city in North Carolina? Yes. Who was the first black mayor of Charlotte? Uh, he just he spoke. You are true. We'll he give does you partial speak. credit for that, and Harvey Gaines. I know, and I just, I just talked speak. about him. It's so funny. Queen, I talked about her earlier. We're all old, dude. <laughs> Queen Charlotte was married to which king of England? King Henry. He was king, married to King George III. Yeah, exactly. That's what all I right. meant. Henry Who is, is our current mayor pro tem? Julie Iselt. The Charlotte area is the birthplace of what U.S. president? 
I have no idea. Go out to Arcade Polk. Our NBA Wait, basketball. He was a president. <laughs> he was a president. Okay, yes. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hit pause because I need yep, a minute? Okay, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got, you got two seconds left. You mean, can get one on, more. Yeah, but that, that looks like twelve seconds. <laughs> oh, that's right. My God, sixty minus forty-eight is twelve. <laughs> I, I, I got a creative morning's brain right, right now. Well, all right, let's reset the. We're gonna end on a high note. Okay, here we go. Go. Our NBA basketball team is the Charlotte Checkers. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I got stung on that one. Sorry. Oh, all right. All right. Finally, the Carolina's Aviation Museum is home to the plane from the Miracle on the Sully Sullenberger. Landed oh, a plane yeah. Oh, on really? The, uh, on the Potomac. <laughs> Hudson. Hudson. There, exactly. Sadly, the plane that landed on the on the Potomac didn't do so well. <laughs> so well. Okay, gotcha. No, not, they wrong they plane. needed a Sully So there was one that did land on Potomac. Yeah. I gotta no, say. Yeah, that, well, it didn't land. It crashed well, into the Potomac. Yeah, that was well, when, that was well, in like Sully, the mid-80s. Sully elegantly crashed that plane. He crashed with style. He did. He did. I just want to clarify something. So you did not win your Emmy Award for the spoken word performance of Charlotte Trivia. Is that right? Because I thought that was what you won the Emmy <laughs> for. <laughs> George the Third was a king. He lost the colonies. I said, "Hey, hey!" Was to a chick named Charlotte, and she had a lot. I, I need you to pull. Was a I need. I need you to pull up Wikipedia and show me this Polk character, though. James this Polk. I'm just being funny, <laughs> right? You can, better yet. Here's what we'll do: we'll go visit his birthplace, which is near Pineville, and awesome. then we can go to you know that German restaurant, like the Rhine, the Waldhorn. We can all have a big You're about German to say feast. Rhineland House and make me really nostalgic, aren't you? <laughs> aren't yes. you? I miss Rhineland we've been House. Here, we've all been around here for quite a while. Exactly. Like, my wife the other day tried to give somebody direction saying, what's well, over by where the lamplighter is. I was like, well, unless they're driving a DeLorean, <laughs> they're not going to be able to use those directions. They don't know where the lamplighter is. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you called an Uber and then your Uber showed up and it was a DeLorean. I would change my plans. Oh, I would yeah. say, oh, we yeah. were going to go to Good Food, but... Yeah, I'd rather you take me to Let's you know, the Penguin. Or 1987. <laughs> no, I, oh, man, you really... Wait, Matt's, Matt, so all of time and space at your disposal, and you want to go back to the old Penguin. Yeah, it's just like, like an shot I, JFK, or why did the dinosaurs oh, no, die out? That, man. <laughs> well, I was I limiting... Wanna, I want to go back to the skating rink at Eastland Mall. Yes. That's what I want to go okay, back to. Okay, I'm with you on that. All right. So I mentioned, like, Repo Records to somebody the other day. I was like, oh, I got that cassette at Repo Records. I used and to work at School Kids Records. Oh, nice. Now, that is... On Monford. I didn't nice. know there was a School Kids yeah, in yeah. Charlotte. Oh, yeah. So we, I We're aware of the Chapel Hill one, of I course. technically, well, went to the Chapel Hill School Kids the other day when I went to the Bank of America on Franklin Street to take out some money. That kills me every time that School Kids, my fist in the air to the establishment, is now... <laughs> A Bank of America, ATM, ATM Bank of America <laughs> location. And that was such a great location too in Chapel. You Hill. could buy That's a awesome. you could buy a cassette there for three dollars, and now three dollars is literally the fee you have to pay just to use I the know. ATM machine. <laughs> you get you're getting nothing for it. I, I remember <laughs> to give me my money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I remember Hell, my man. freshman year. Do you remember the band This Mortal Coil? Yes, very much. So, so. they had a an import CD. Back, of one back of in theirs. the day when an import was like the biggest oh, thing in the world, and it was, you couldn't get it, and you found it in the yeah, van. You're it, like, oh yeah, my god! Yeah, it was twenty five dollars, and I would go buy school kids. This was nineteen ninety two, I think, and I would go buy school kids every week just to make sure it hadn't sold because I was saving up the money. Oh 
to get it. Wow. What did yeah. you do? Were you the person that would like hide it somewhere? So I did kind of find move it? it like, oh, how about I've done that with articles? I'll just put it over here. <laughs> I'll put it next to something that no one wants, like this <laughs> Bette Midler's Greatest Hits. Do you remember the band Japan? Remember yeah. Remember band? I used, that was the same thing for me. I was always trying to find bootleg I, stuff and, and imports. Absolutely. All the time. Well, yeah. I, I remember that I came to that band because I was friends with this guy in high school, and his sister did not go to our high school. And she smoked clove cigarettes and was, you know, wore combat boots. And I just thought she the was coolest the coolest thing ever. The coolest chick I have ever seen. Yeah. And she was, she, she like, was. bestowed upon me, uh, like, this cast-off mixtape that she had. And, and this moral coil was on it. And it was, like, her name was, was Melissa. Melissa Hoseman. And uh, I know. Um, but at any rate, I just, if any, I made it a mission to get every single of course. An of album course. of every because single artist on that know. tape. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Memory lane trip over now. Is there? Yes, yes. Back. Feel free to cut That's all of that out. <laughs> no. Leave it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, we do have a, a handful of questions that we want to um, dive into with you for the next few minutes here. They're not here. quiz questions. They're not quiz. They're not yeah, quiz yeah. questions. They They're are quiz questions. It's questions about you. So you you will absolutely know the answers to all these questions. Oh, I might not want to tell. <laughs> That's okay. That's up to you. Okay. You're in a all safe right. space, though. It's a safe space. Never felt safe around you, brother. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, you know what? You're not alone. But uh, until I, mean, I convince I you, you otherwise, I, I think that means we need a safe word. Do you need a safe word for uh, this? Yeah, sure. Okay. What's the safe word? What's a good safe word? For Monkey you? juice. Monkey juice. Okay. That word. I need a safe word in order to use that. <laughs> <safe> <laughs> yes. That's pretty bad when you need it's a safe word think, for your safe word. What I think of when I see Matt. So. <laughs> I'm gonna choose to take that as a compliment. <laughs> I don't know why, but. I think some therapy might be involved in figuring Maybe out. I should have just said Beetlejuice. So, <laughs> okay, so monkey juice is the safe word, and uh, if monkey someone juice. has a problem with that, we'll come up with a second uh, safe word. So, let's start here, Jason. How did you get? How did you find your way to Charlotte? I dropped out of high school, and. Um, where and where were you? In Terre Haute, Indiana, born yeah. and raised. And a, one of my best friends killed himself. Another one of my friends killed his mom, shot his sister. My mom vanished for a few weeks, and her third divorce. And I just once again train wrecked, and uh, got in a fight, another fight because I always got in fights back then. And then, um, and then the end of it was my principal walking up to me I was telling this girl I won't name her but telling this girl that I could give her a ride home because her car was broken down and she asked me if I could give her a ride home it was right before my theory class I was getting ready to walk in and he grabs me by the arm and slings me up against the wall which after my childhood you don't do that to me at that point and I got very I didn't physically get aggressive but I explained to him if he didn't let go of me what was going to happen and that was pretty much the five days suspension mm -hmm. And I walked in to Dean Shaik, who I was very familiar with. My mom was in the school system. And, uh, and he uh, said, I'm going to have to give you five days, man, for threatening him. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, I'll tell you what, I quit. Mm -hmm. He goes, no, I'm just going to give you five days. You can come back. Everything's good. So now I'm done, man. Mm -hmm. And I started walking, got to my car. By the time I got to my car, my mom was already there. Mm -hmm. So cause they all knew each other. And uh and I was um, struggling and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And uh, my mom took me to a therapist, and the therapist said, your dad lives in Charlotte? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you need to go there. Mm. And that's how I ended up here. Yeah. yeah. What year was that? It was 1980. 
that, that was 84 when that was going on, so it would have been 85 when which I got is, here. Which is the exact same year my family moved to Charlotte. Yeah. And my brother was already here, and he was going to South Mech. And yeah. so I met some great people through South Mech, Scott Seifert and Flex Stone and the Turner Twins and, and you know, Daryl Monteith, all these great guys. Um, yeah. And just it, I found a home that uh, – brought me out of all that it was yeah. really cool really good people and what area of charlotte were you you all living in my dad was living in um park crossing right next to south mac sure yeah yeah, yeah. so you know it's weird the older uh i get the more i realize that those those relationships that you form in high school are so critical oh yeah and i remember being wheels up after high school thinking all right i've never seen these cats again yeah and um between my wife and friends, I mean those. That's when you're figuring out who you are. Yeah, and the yeah, those are the people who really you, know me. Right. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. look at we look at so many factors, uh, and and parents obviously are very important. But those those people that are around you, kind of pushing you, nudging you, influencing you. I mean, I can draw direct parallels between aspects of my personality today and just people I either thought were cool or people I was around with in high mm-hmm, school, mm-hmm. and obviously maintaining those so yeah, it's great that yeah, you still have that so cool that you guys are still hanging out well, and you still got yeah. your crew you're you're hanging with yeah so yeah. can you remember a time when you thought you know maybe the first time or it can be a significant time that you were able to say to yourself charlotte's my home like this is where i'm choosing it i think uh because from Charlotte, I went to school at UNC Greensboro. I went and, and lived in Raleigh and did the whole Chapel Hill music thing, scene thing in the early 90s and doing all that. And I kept coming back because I was, I got hired at School Kids Records part-time, and then I started, that owner created the Park Elevator, and I was a bouncer at the Park Elevator, and uh, which was a great nightclub. Let's pour one out for our day. Yeah, and man, oof. Wish that DeLorean would pull up right now. Yeah. We could yeah, hop man. in and go to the park elevator. And so um, I kept going, coming back here and coming back here and coming back here. And then when I uh, it was really right around when I met my wife at Alexander Michaels, I was down meeting with a Sony rep and uh, about my music, and we were doing a little thing together. And I saw her, and... I went, holy shit. And she was in there with some girls I knew were part of, might be working there. And I could tell she probably worked there. So the next time he said, you want to come down and have another meeting? I said, yes, at Alexander (laughs) Michaels. And what's funny about that is uh, he walked out to go upstairs to go talk to this girl to see what she was doing and what was going on. And as he walked out, he walked across the windows and opened up the door and this girl ran by and he opened the door for her and she went upstairs when he came back down it was it was jen and mm. i saw her i was like oh my god how the hell did this happen he comes back down they're having a party up uh, yes yes <laughs> yes this is up Absolutely. above al, al uh, yeah above an apartment above yeah. al so uh, remind me uh, i'm having a bit of a flashback here one of the bartenders at al mike's used to live upstairs or uh, maybe i'm wrong I think about her name that. Was, yeah she, dawn her name was dawn and was he because there was a there was a a waitress and a bartender who were a couple at Al. Oh, you're Mike's. talking about um, you're Chris talking about or something? Or Ryan, Chris? I'm literally like pulling names out of the air right now. But was it Amy Daly? Think so. Yeah. I, I just remember that was it was a long and time Paul, ago. Amy and, and Paul. Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Amy and Paul. They're friends with my wife. So yeah. Well, so. The, it, that was during a very tough time in my life. 
Al Mike's became my that's awesome my haunt. Yeah, it was my watering hole. But knowing they, then, yeah, it's like. And Paul would, I would walk in, and Paul would knew exactly what I wanted every time. Yeah. And he, he wouldn't even ask; he just put it in front of you. And you know, it's like the Cheers thing or yeah. whatever. But it's like it is so cool to have a place like that. That place like, is the, amazing. Yeah, it absolutely d- still d- d- are. They still there? Do oh yeah, yeah, they're still there. Oh man, great ownership. Everything there's Paul's still there, I think. So yeah. I gotta get back and yeah, see him. Great, great. Yeah. yeah. So that I think that was. I was living in Greensboro at the time, and then she and I started dating, and then all of a sudden I just realized she she moved up to Greensboro with me for a little while, and I thought, you know what? We need to move back down there. And that was... I haven't left since. Well, so what was the Charlotte music scene like when you really started in in music here? And and compare it to what it's like today. It was... There was some going on, but the city was kind of closed up after five kind of thing going on a lot of that was going on at that time and i was finding that a lot of the music was really happening in greensboro and chapel hill and raleigh and things like that and so and and probably for me really starting really digging into it i was at college and that's why i felt like that was the area yep and we would come down and i because i was tied to the park elevator and things like that i would play there and stuff but most of my stuff was all you know local 506 and the cave and and you know um, lake boone country club and uh, the ritz and all those kind of places that i was really playing a lot yeah yeah and you know i was doing stuff with you know it was all it's ben folds five and it was edwin mccain it was hootie and it was you know it was dylan fence and you know all greg humphreys went boy you know it's just like all those snooze all those guys all that stuff that was going on then it was just magic, and I and it seemed like Charlotte was kind of a little bit. I mean, there's obviously some cool stuff going on here, but there was just so much going on elsewhere, and it was, uh, and that's where I was at the time, really. I You're think. totally taking me back to uh, because I remember in Chapel when Tim and I were both at Chapel Hill, walking around Franklin Street one night, and I heard this amazing music coming out of. I that think was it was me. called. Li- yes, it was you. <laughs> it was uh, Lizard and Snake Cafe, right next to Spanky's, I think. And it was, and I walked over and looked through the the window, and it was it was Ben Folds Five playing yeah, right yep. there, and, and it was like incredible. Yeah. I, and I've been fan ever since. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember my freshman year, um, somebody saying, "Hey, uh, are you going to this kegger?" And I was like, "Well, who's who's playing?" <laughs> and they were like, uh, uh, "Oh, it's Dave Matthews." Yeah, I was. Like, I was I, we were there together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I remember there was another time, and, and they were like, "Oh, it's Dave Matthews." And I was like, "Well, he's going to play that other place tomorrow night." Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Right. He was. A, he, they were yeah. a regular Flash on the local scene. 18 months that I'm shelling out my 150 bucks. Oh, yeah, bucks, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. willingly to, to do that. But it's interesting, you know, when growing up here, um, you know, in high school, getting into bands that were from Charlotte, mm-hmm. I just, my world was so small. Right. And I just thought that Charlotte had this amazing music scene. It was like, you know. Were you into, like, COC? Well, you I like, liked, I mean, I liked Dylan and stuff. Fence, right, you know, yeah. I, I was a huge, I know they're not from Charlotte, but yeah. it was. But like Jolene. Jolene and. Connell's was, like, my, I yeah. loved them. Yeah, Heart Soul Poets before um, that, too. I loved uh, yeah. Johnny Quest, you know. Johnny Quest was unbelievable. They kicked so they're much They're so ass. badass, yeah. I was, I still have some of their music on my, on my, phone yep. and i put on and someone's like is that the heisman are you playing the heisman by johnny quest i was like <laughs> so oh, good yeah. dude 
<laughs> but it just them. felt so big. Yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. You know, and there was, I mean, you know, Julianna Hatfield, and it's just there. It just went. Did on you like the Sex Police? Oh well, John Plymouth's one of my buds. Oh, yeah, man, man he's I one of my boys. Almost they got were thrown out of governor school, breaking out. Dude, they're they were so. That good. is one so of the nerdiest good. things I've ever heard anyone say. I almost got thrown out of governor school. <laughs> <laughs> there was a curfew, man, and we like we left and went to see a club, and went to a club in Winston Salem to see the Sex Police, and um. And this one guy like broke his arm in a mosh pit, and we had to like figure out how to explain to the headmaster how this dude got his arm broke. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on then, man. It was really happening. So, so you know, obviously we're all sitting here because we're, we're united by creativity um, and and creative mornings and everything we do. Everything you do is about connections made through creativity. So, what what do you think creativity and the creative uh, creative expressions does inside of a city? What do you see? What do you see it doing in Charlotte, in your life, and in the community? I mean, the expansion of the mind—it's—it's it's the connection to other people. It's—it's it's seeing things that you might not have seen. Think about things you might not think about otherwise. I think that the arts are vital in education and in our city to its culture, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it used to be. I mean. The problem we're having now is that everywhere I go, I hear music all the time. But there was a time when people never got to hear music unless someone was performing it on a porch or, or at the palace, right. you know. And it, the, we've, we've, we've taken it all for granted. And when you start taking things like that for granted, negative things start happening. Uh, they, a thing that I always talk about to people with my friends is that they've put – They've tested people's brains while they're playing music, and it's off the charts, more than anything else that you could be doing. When you're playing with other musicians, yeah. it expands even more. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that you should take that away from kids in schools. You're telling me that you shouldn't have kids going and experiencing that in, the, in our culture. It should, it's, I think it's one of the most important things there is. Well, yeah. I think, too, you brought it up. It's all about connection. You're putting yourself out there. There's nothing more personal than something you've created, you know, that's come from your brain or from your heart. And I look at so much of, uh, so much of what you're supposed to learn in school now or do with your career. Living in a banking town is very segmented, directional. Um, everything is transactional, you know. Um, and, and so if I'm a cog at a bank... And that's not, not to throw banks under the bus, but, I mean, you have a very segmented job. That segmentation does not lead to understanding, connection. There are people that, that don't even know the folks that are in the cubicle next to them, you know, whereas you learn in creativity. I think you learn to appreciate other vantage points, and you learn to fail together. Right. You know, so much of, of professional life is about succeeding at, no, at all costs, and I think creativity is about failing together and picking each other up. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the world is to fail. It truly is. Because I learn so much when I fail. Right. I mean, I just do. It's just I learn more than when I succeed. I succeed, I just roll out. I kind of almost wish I'd failed today in the talk. You did. You know? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Take it back. Now, now, Take it back. Now let's, now let's sit down and let's explain that to me. Take why? Because I need to know why. And I want to learn from that. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just, for the record, state that <laughs> Tim was joking. I freaking love you, dude. <laughs> Jason, 
all you have to do is go watch the video and you'll see that uh, he did anything. All you have to do is but tee it up and he's yes. just going to oh, hit a it out of the park. <laughs> it, was a it was a grapefruit. <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah. Well, I just set myself up to fail right there. Yeah, there you go. It is. We do. We are kindred spirits in that way. I mean, when, when Tim and I went full time into the nonprofit, Charlotte is Creative, one of the first things we said at our first meeting was, let's make as many mistakes as we can as quickly as we can. Absolutely. It's trademark vital, Josh vital, vital. Yes, trademark Josh Bowen. It is absolutely vital to the creative process and to any sort of success. Is you've got to get just you got to fail, you got to go, make go, mistakes, go, go. you got to keep going and it's learn from them. Boring <laughs> success can get boring. Well, the thing is, is, is so I've know I've watched so many people say they're going to do something. They're going to write a book. They're going to put out an album. They're going to do something, and it's not quite done yet. It's not quite done yet. It's not quite done yet. I'm like, you should have put out five books by now. We've yeah. been talking about this for ten years. Yeah, you should have put out five books. Failed at all of them, yes. learned from it, and moved on. It's like songwriting. You just you write a song and you get the damn thing out. You put yeah. it out, right? Yeah, and then move on. It's not the it's not the first and last song. It's the first song. It's gonna go. be my that's gonna be my new pep talk to young creatives when they come up and say any advice to me. I say, you know what? Get out there and buck up. Yeah, exactly. just get out there as fast and as fail. Oh my I mean, God! If I let you listen to my first records, my first CDs that you had to put them out on CD, they weren't. There was no internet. Yeah, I mean. Terrible! Thank God there was no internet because they would still be out there. Oh my God! We could rip it's, that shit. We we could. We oh no no no! Don't even. You, you don't know the names of the bands. I'm telling you, Kim. I mean, I, Kim, uh, my wife put on a T-shirt the other day that I had designed about nine years ago, and I was like, I please let me set that on fire. I was like, I hate it, and it's now known in the house as Dad's design that he hates. Right, right, yeah. Seriously, you look back if you learn and you do enough things. It could be six months, and you're like, "Well, that six months ago, Tim was a terrible writer." You know what I mean? But <laughs> right, but that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good. Absolutely, thing. I well, want to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. Obviously, yeah. I want the good days to be behind me. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, interacting with our fellow and younger creatives out there in Charlotte, you have Jason a reputation for embracing young talent in Charlotte. You know, as evidence, for example, by your collaboration with Emily Sage. Right. Right. Um. So talk to us a little bit about that. And I'm thinking it almost in the way of legacy, right? Is there a legacy that you're trying to leave behind both for your family and for the younger creatives of our, of our city? I'm just finding that, and I spoke about this a little bit, but my, my side of the creative process is, is a very lonely one mm -hmm. as a composer. I am in my room and I've got all these instruments around me and, and I save money, a lot of money, if I don't have to bring other people in. And mm -hmm. now over the years I've brought people in and I have people come in and play banjo when I can't really play banjo. So in my profession as a composer, it, it can be very solitary. And I have over the years had several composers that I work with as I need them, if I need to farm something out or if I know somebody's actually going to be better at something than I am. And I've done that with bands my whole life too. I surround myself with yeah. people that are better than me. And and with the with the younger side, it's, it just so happens that some of the talent that I've been drawn to recently is are on the younger side of things. Yep. And it's uh, there's some insanely amazing talent in this town. And as you've mentioned, Emily Sage, when I saw her sing at a Creative Mornings, I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, singular um, voice. It's just, I honestly, she sent me a, a little clip of a thing we're working on for a film right now, and it was just her iPhone, and I, I, I played it for my wife, and she's just, my wife's like, I mean, my jaw's on the ground. Yeah. 
she's she's just a s- absolutely stunning voice. There's something in her the character of her voice that is just amazing. Yep. yep. Um, so you have an eye and an, and an ear for for emerging talent, mm-hmm. clearly. Well, and a young citizen saw him at one of your things too. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. You know, to Kobe. There's just all these. There are all these people out there that I'm. I'm excited about, and they're. I'm trying to bring them into the side of the industry that I know the most about. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously toured and and did you know did my thing um, and had pretty good success as a, as a stage person playing on on the, on the stages. But um, right now, I've got a lot of connections elsewhere, yep. and I'm trying to show them that there are other sides of things. I thought that I was going to be you know the next lead singer of STP. You know, or whatever, or Bono, or something. I, that's what my whole goal was: is to be right there doing that. And I've found another way, and um, and I love what I do. Yeah, I love it. I never thought I would. In fact, I was at an STP concert at Grady Cole when Chris Gargis, an engineer in town, and my drummer said, "You know, you need to be writing music for like commercials and stuff." And I said, "Fuck you, dude." Like, not no, so. Was not, it because I'm not selling out? Was I'm that not, the, yeah? I'm not. I'm, yeah. No, I'm a. I'm a singer, dude. I'm doing my shit. No, no. Why would you even say that to me? And like four years later, that's what like, I'm doing. Money, please. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, <laughs> definitely, I definitely. I should give like ten percent of everything. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that, Chris. <laughs> you know well, yeah. how many how many creatives in Charlotte are able to say, "Oh, Chris Garges told me da da da," or I did this with him. I just, that name, his name. Is oh, just dude, resonates through this town. He's just. I mean, he's one of the best drummers I've ever come across in my life. He's one of the best engineers I've ever come across. He's just a he's a phenom. He really yeah. is. But I, I would say that that having that gift of collaboration and and applying your talent to others is just an incredible skill. Because back to Emily, Matt's right. She has a singular voice. But I've listened to her entire catalog and I could tell when she was working with a producer that got her and with one that that didn't quite get her. Right. And, right. you know, um, it, 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 what you've done is you've brought out the best by applying everything you know to that. Well, thank it's, you. It's, thank you. It's phenomenal. I know she she and many others will go much further because they had you behind them. Yeah, and I, I would oh, say wow. that, that that really Thanks. is probably back to this idea of legacy. I mean, part of the legacy you're building here is it's, well, it's, multi-dimensional right like you are um you're you're fostering a sense of collaboration with these with these emerging artists you are um pulling their best out of them and you're um and i had something else there was a third thing well i mean you're t- I, I would say this notion because i we've heard it in our our realms our our whole life too like this notion of selling out that you have to suffer well, for your yeah. work and i mean you can't you know, at the end of the day, we all need to live. And, right. And, and just because you're able to, to get paid for what you do, that also doesn't mean that that has to become the entirety of who you are. Right. You, you, you did this, this music for this film or this commercial, but that affords you the opportunity to go foster talent over here that maybe is not going to pay you back yeah. ever right. or right away. And I don't care if they do. And that, and that, was, the, that was the third the, thing that dropped out of my brain, which was this idea of showing them other ways of getting uh, of sort of wielding your power as a creative other ways of getting involved in the in the art form in right, the craft right, right. and y- you know this idea of selling out it's bs uh, you know yeah. it's like oh, fine. I, I had someone say that about phil collins one time he's <laughs> writing shit for disney i'm like what 
what would you not do to be writing <laughs> shit for Disney? I mean, yeah. are, have you lost oh. your mind? I mean, that guy was in Brand X, you yeah. know? I mean, he's he's one of the greatest drummers and musicians that's ever walked the face of the earth, in, in my opinion. And you're giving him shit for making money doing what he loves. Yeah. Well, it's wow. Funny. Okay. It's funny too. I look As at we it. sit on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. How many of your songs can you sing right now? <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, would, I would say too, like, you know, I always look at that and think, One. I think you'd sell out for a lot cheaper. Yeah. You know? yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah. that if the uh, Uptown yeah. Cabaret asked you to write their theme song, you'd, you'd jump be on like, that yeah, shit for ten thousand right dollars, you'd be like, yes, <laughs> please. All yeah. right. So, falconry. Now we're gonna, we're gonna what say is, that, what is falconry? We're gonna save that for another another podcast, which we are gonna do. So, oh really? We're gonna do falconry. a falconry one? We absolutely, that would be awesome. That'd be fun. Um, I we actually have another idea that we're gonna talk to you about too. But so my last question is, what advice do you have for Charlotte? Because you have you have become this Sherpa. You've become somebody that people go to for advice or direction. What? What advice, large or small, do you have for it could either it could be the creatives in Charlotte or just the general population? I think that as we grow as a city, that we don't lose sight of the connections in our neighborhoods and the connections of the people around us. I really just, uh, I'm watching. I'm, I live in Midwood, Plaza Midwood. I work in South End. And I'm watching this. I feel like the community is getting separated a little bit, and it's um, I'm I'm seeing it something like Creative Mornings. I'm seeing it coming back together, and I, th I think that more things like that are going to start happening. I think people are going to start looking around a little bit more. But I'm I'm finding myself walking down the street and and saying hi to somebody, and they don't even look at me. And it's it's a strange world to me to be walking around in that. And I hope that it it stops. Quickly. I, I think you've hit on something there. It's, you know, we, we look to uh, more and more. I feel like people are looking to other people to provide the means through which something's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. There is no building. Buildings can facilitate connection. Uh, re, rerouting neighborhoods and streets and redesigning things can facilitate mm -hmm. the opportunity mm -hmm. for connection. But what has to happen is a willingness in, in your heart, like you said, a willingness to get lost, and that could mean um, getting lost physic in a physical location. It could mean lost in conversation. Um, you One know, of my I, I favorite just, things about yeah. Charlotte. I'm sorry to cut no, you no, off, go ahead. but this, but, th but this awesome. is this is when I first moved to Charlotte, came from Terre Haute, Indiana, and I was standing in a grocery store line, and the person behind me starts talking to me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I wanted to know what they wanted. What are they gonna ask me for money? Do they need help with their groceries? You know, and they're just talking to me. And I came from a place that one thing I do like about the Midwest is they don't say, oh sweetheart, you poor thing kind of stuff. They're they'll tell you what's up no matter what. And I love that. It's very non just matter of fact. But that kind of sense of community where someone's just walking out in the parking lot with you and talking to you about your about the day or whatever that's what i fell in love with about this city um and and i want that to stay it's very important to me it's it, one of the reasons i stuck around 
And we don't need one dime of government money. We no. don't need one law changed. No, man, this is that all is a about heart change. This is all about you just not being afraid to say right. hi to someone. I mean, I'm I'm constantly walking around the South End and anywhere I go, and I just start talking to people because it's I meet. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. We are we are so much closer. Where we have we are so much more connected than people give us credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you have to. It, it reveals itself through conversations in elevators, kindness yep. to strangers, yep. and I would say you know. Uh, at the end of the day, I would love to, to to say that Matt and I have some special sauce that we've applied to Creative Mornings. It is just gathering people together, giving them a container, and then creating the expectation that this is a safe place yeah. to meet someone that you don't know and parading people on the stage that here's their face and their name and how to see them online. Now, the, the beauty, job is yours. The beauty of it to me is that I'm not walking into a space where I feel like I'm trying. I have to sell myself, yeah. or I, you know, there's nobody not, wants no, anything. There's from no, me. yeah. I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, I'm trying to get their business. This is just about me, like con- connecting with this artist or this or this lawyer or whoever. I'm just meeting people, and they're and many of them are really good friends of mine now. Yeah. Well, and that's. I'd like to end there to say, uh, that's been the real blessing. You know, I, four years ago, I was ex- in the exact same place that you're describing where so much of my life was transactional or mm-hmm. directional. Mm-hmm. I either needed to be making money or facilitating the life of my family. Mm-hmm. And if it fell outside of those parameters, I just didn't have time for it. And it doesn't mean I didn't love people, I didn't care. Yeah, It just means you can get trapped in that. And when we started Creative Mornings, I never, ever thought it would end up here and I would know so many people. And you're one of the blessings. I mean, you really are. You. I've added, if, if all this fades away. I've made some amazing friendships, and you're one of them. Oh, I feel the same way. I mean, you guys, I love you guys. I love yeah, you too. Absolutely, brothers, and that's just, so. it's a fantastic thing. Bonded well, over pizza. That's right. There Grand you go. Pizza, which that's is right. the best kind of that's pizza. That's right. <laughs> well, Jason Hausman, Carney, Carney, bouncer. Fifteen years old. I think it was like two dollars an hour. Right. Yeah, selling tickets at the carnival, man. It's the only spraying place that, to start. I got to say, I was a carny. You were, you were, you were spraying the, uh, you were spraying like the oil on the on the bottles so that the, uh, yeah, the yeah. ring toss would like fly That's off. That's right. Shaving the bearded Damn. lady. <laughs> <laughs> trimming, hey. trimming. You can't shave. Monkey juice. <laughs> monkey, oh, juice. Oh, monkey juice. <laughs> monkey juice. Monkey juice. Monkey <laughs> juice. Oh, the places we can go. Yeah. Well, we, Jason Houseman, bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> I've, been you. to, I've been holding on to that one for four minutes i didn't want to derail oh, you earlier your little heart. <laughs> we uh it was an honor to get lost in your story today so thank you for thank being you with so us and uh me. can't wait to to see all the other trouble we stir up together yes so. falconry talk right. let's do it <laughs> thanks for listening everyone Thanks again to Jason Hausman for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning into the Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourself. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. 
Music by Harvey Cummings.